You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus said, stop sinning is the title of this devotion. Jesus said, stop sinning is the title of this devotion. And that statement comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 14. Remember when Jesus came to the pool of Bethesda, and there was a man who had been lame for 38 years. And the man, Jesus, came to him knowing that he had been there a long time and said, do you want to walk again? And he said, I have no one to put me into the water when it is moved. And Jesus again looked at him and he said, do you want to walk? And he took him by the hands and raised him up and the man was healed. And then it says in chapter 5, verse 14, Afterwards, when Jesus found him in the temple, he said to him, See, you are well. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. You see, the fundamental reason why Jesus would want you and me to stop sinning is because it hinders our relationship with God. The Bible says sin separates us from God. It makes us self-conscious instead of God-conscious. It makes us conscious of the thing that we yield ourselves to that becomes our master and controls us. Instead of yielding ourselves to God for Him to be our master and guiding us. And the first and foremost reason Jesus wants us to stop sinning is so we can enjoy fellowship, unbroken fellowship with God. The second reason, it's because he wants us to enjoy peace with ourselves. And thirdly, that we can have peace with others. Peace with ourselves is not just mental, emotional peace, but also physical peace. Sin most of the time affects us physically. Not all sin affects us physically. Most sexual sin, it says in Corinthians chapter 6, affects us physically. When you have sex outside of the one with whom you are married in holy matrimony before God, then you will have physical issues to deal with. Why? Because you sin against your own body, the Bible says when you have sex outside of marriage. That's why we shouldn't think light of these things. And I know that needs to be rediscovered and it isn't maybe preached like it should need to be preached, but it does need to be preached to a new generation who can be given the power by the Spirit to live holy before God and wait with having sexual intercourse until they're married. And it's the marriage covenant where God has provided for us to enjoy the sexual relationship. Then the second example I want to give you is remember the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. Adultery is a really painful sin because it affects not just you, but it affects your spouse and 
if there's children or family, it affects so many. And it's a grievous sin. It is a real, and it's a betrayal of your own conscience, of your own heart. The Bible says a fool commits adultery. It makes you unthoughtful, unwise in your ways. But I know it can be a forceful deception that leads you into such an act. And then Jesus, here in chapter 8 of the Gospel of John, it says in verse 10, When Jesus raised himself up, he saw no one but the woman, the woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. And he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You know, when the Lord grants forgiveness, that doesn't mean we can continue in the way that we are. It really needs to be something that our hearts change. And I want to read you something from the Passion Translation here in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33 and 34. Okay, listen to this. So stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Come back to your right senses and awaken to what is right. Repent from your sinful ways, for some have no knowledge of God's wonderful love. You should be ashamed that you make me write this way to you. Some of you, because you live in a way that's unholy and unright, you're not conscious of God. There's no manifestation of the Spirit in you, upholding you, sustaining you, guiding and maintaining your fellowship with Him and, your, and His love in you and through you towards others. You, you don't know how, you just live for the carnal moment of the feeling in your own heart, in your own mind. You have no fullness of the Holy Ghost life. You have no fullness of the heavenly life. Why, he says, because you keep on associating on a level that brings you into a way that's unholy. I could not spend time with people that are constantly tearing somebody up. I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot go and spend time with people who all they want to talk about is the failings of, and weaknesses of others. I, I can't do it. I, I just, I remember one man and he started going down that road and he could feel my heart close up. He could feel it. And he looked at me and he said, all you ever want to do, Pastor, is love people. And I said, I cannot go where you go. But you can come where I go. Come on now. That way you go has nothing, has caused you nothing but pain and trouble. Come, follow me as I follow Christ. But okay, he went back to his old companions and it cost him more than, than I, I could think of. I, I, I love this man deeply, but he went the wrong direction and it cost him so much because he wouldn't Stop the wrong companionship. Let me read this again. Stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. As a pastor, 
I cannot be familiar with a lady or whatever, no matter how holy she is. No, no, we can't do it. Why? Because we're flesh and blood. There's got to be a, 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 a mutual honoring, respecting that keeps an identifiable border there. And there cannot be the familiarity. No, I, I can't go there. And there are many, sadly, who have not upheld these healthy borders of mutual honor and respect and, and, and holiness. And they have stumbled because they would not live a guarded life. We're still flesh and blood, and especially when there's a strong anointing, there needs to be a strong border. Because the anointing makes people feel that spirit and power of the love of God, there needs to be healthy borders. You cannot have the kind of familiarity that would make you vulnerable. Absolutely. And, I, and there are people that don't have these moral restraints and moral guards and guides and they don't think that's all necessary. And they think it's all crazy that you may live this way. And they, they want you to just do whatever you feel like. No, in Jesus' name. No, I don't do everything I feel like. I don't live to please myself. I live to please my loving Heavenly Father. And I keep myself so that the enemy cannot gain access there. And you've got to be honest with yourself when you're starting to allow the borders to get thinner and, and smaller and thinner and, and less identifiable. You've got to be honest with yourself when you go, I'm getting here too, too much in the flesh. I'm getting too much familiar here. I'm, no, and there are people that, that, that will not uphold this. Again, evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Come back to your right senses. Awaken to what is right. Repent from your sinful ways. For some have no knowledge of God's wonderful love. And you should be ashamed that you make me write this way to you. I shouldn't have to warn you of this. That the way you communicate now, joke, and you're open, and, and you're not... Oh. If I would not be dressed right, you know, my wife would, would look at me and say, darling, you can't be that. You're the man of God. Absolutely. So there's got to be healthy, identifiable borders. And they, are, they ought to be in the culture of our associations. David said in Psalm 16, my favorite thing to do is to be with God's devoted people. He says here, as for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. That's the New King James. The New English translation says, how excellent are the Lord's faithful people. My greatest pleasure is to be with them. There needs to be that kind of culture with us as Christians that provides propriety, prudishness, honorableness, holiness, goodness, rightness. And that, that's the culture that we have. And people come among us that aren't used to this and say, wow, 
I like what I feel here. There's respect and appreciation, but it's clean. Men can talk to women and women to men, but there is not the familiarity and the rudeness. Husbands protect and honor and uphold their wives. Wives honor and uphold their husbands. Children respect their parents. Wow, I like this culture. I like this. You see, this is a revelation to the world, but it ought to be basic living for us. I really believe when Jesus said, stop sinning, he also is saying, you've got to be thoughtful who you spend time with. He said, stop sinning to the man who had been lame for 38 years. So Jesus is saying, now be thoughtful who you can spend time with, that you don't go into a lifestyle that can cause you even more trouble than being lame. And the same with the woman caught in the act of adultery, Jesus said. To her, go, sin no more. Don't go back to that relationship that caused you this sin. Don't go back to it. Don't go back to it. Don't go back. Tear up the, the pictures. Clear out on your phone anything. Don't go back to it. Don't go back. You know, it says here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16, I think it is, in a... a, a um, if they wanted to, listen now, verse 15, the Living Bible of Hebrews 11. If they wanted to, they could have gone back to the good things of this world, but they didn't want to. They were living for heaven. And now God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has made a heavenly city for them. Abraham could have gone back, it says in the New King James, if he would have looked back, but he didn't look back. You gotta really sometimes say, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, we used to sing it when I was a young boy. Come on, folks. Jesus said, sin no more. Don't go back. So let me close with you in David's amazing Psalm 101. And I'll read that to you from the Living Bible. <laughs> I know I've used that translation here and there, even though it's a paraphrase, but it makes the point. And that is what I want you to hear, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Okay, Psalm 101. I sing about your loving kindness and justice, Lord. I will sing your praise. I will try to walk a blameless path, but how I need your help, especially my own home where I long to act as I should. Help me to refuse the low and vulgar things. Help me to abhor all the crooked deals of every kind. Help me to abhor all crooked deals of every kind, to have no part in them. I will reject all selfishness and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate anyone who secretly slanders his neighbor. I will not permit conceit and pride. I will make the godly of the land my heroes and invite them to my home. Only those who are truly good shall be my servants. But I will not allow those who deceive and lie to stay in my home. 
My daily task will be to ferret out criminals and free the city of God from them all. David had this kind of heart that God is looking for in you and me. He's looking for you and me to say, you know, I am not going to hold company with people that all they talk about is what they want to do to please themselves. They never talk about how they want to honor others, how they want to forgive others, how they want to bless others, how they want to repay their debts. They never talk about those things. They laugh about having taken somebody for a ride and and defrauded them of their money. They think that was God's blessing. That is never God's blessing. And if not here, then in the hereafter, God will hold you to an account for such ways. So come on, Jesus said, stop sinning. Let's do those things that are pleasing. Let's have the culture and the heart and the mindset that wants to encourage other people to do the same. Come on now, let's have that kind of culture that makes people say, you know, I love being here because when I'm here, I don't feel like talking bad about somebody. I don't feel like holding a grudge. I don't feel like doing wrong. When I'm here, I feel like doing right. That is the spirit of not sinning. The power Jesus gives to do what is right And when you put the Lord first and say, Lord, enable me to repay these debts, enable me to go and see them and ask for forgiveness, I tell you, God will work with you and make the way in such a remarkable way that you will enjoy His goodness and mercy on the new way. So I love and bless you in Jesus. Have a good day. Amen.